Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Oh, you make a fool of the presenter, then you start a brawl. I mean, what's next, Serena? Girls gone wild? Serena Vanderwoodson wants to work for the Junior League and have two children? It's a society ball, Serena. You have to represent yourself well. How is it representing myself well if it's all lies? What happened to you between our talk and now? I did this because I knew how important it was for you and Grandma. And you said that if I did it, I could be myself. You didn't really want that. No, that's not entirely true. All you care about when people look at me is what they think of you. How am I supposed to accept myself if my own mother doesn't accept me? Oh, honey, of course I accept you. No. No, you don't. But let me tell you something. If I ever had those two children, I would never do this to them. I would accept them for who they are, including who they date, no matter what, and I'd make sure they damn well knew it. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. We are here to break down Season 1, Episode 11 of Gossip Girl, Roman Holiday. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys. Haven't worked out if that's going to be the official uh, intro yet, but uh, I'm just winging it yet again. But of course, I am not here by myself. I am here with my lovely co-host. He got his dream girl and a critically acclaimed Gossip Girl podcast. Maybe he should just die now. Please welcome Brendan <laughs> Ruppel. Brendan, how are you doing? Besides the fact that Hello. I just, besides the fact I, that I just wish death on you. That's okay. I'll, I'll get to that. Hi, I am the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting. Brendan Ruppel, your co-host, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, diddly-ho. To Cream Nation. A um, couple things for me off the bat. First off, I want to say, like, kudos to you for having 20 minutes of tech issues and then coming right into it and just being like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just start. And like, <laughs> I thought we were, <laughs> we were going to break down what we're going to do today. And you're just like, let's just get this over with. No, I re- we went right into it. What a good actor. I really just, ha- I really just had to go right into it. I, I, if we don't start now, <laughs> we're never going to start. And I'm just... I'm just hoping that sure. th- this holds up. I don't know what um, my computer's deal is right now, but so we're working for now. Listen, we are we are here anyway, giving you another great episode. Yeah. Uh, next on my agenda, um, about the whole wishing death on me thing, that reminds me immediately of uh, physics teacher Mr. Tan. Naturally, I think who, who who has wished you death before in class? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember what happened, but I think it was something along the lines of. Um, you saying to Mr. Tan, but Tan, physics is my life. He's like, well, maybe you should go kill yourself then. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That was a good time. Rem- <laughs> remember the one month I was in AP physics before I got banished? Yeah. <laughs> now, normally people just fail out the regular way, but Mr. Tan refused to curve any of the tests until uh, <laughs> me and a couple of my friends <laughs> agreed to, until you weeded out <laughs> agreed the, uh, to switch extra out. Idiots. Yeah. So that he w- his, uh, his AP scores wouldn't dip. Yeah, it's a good, I guess it's a good move. I, I don't know how he didn't weed me out. I, I, I was like the founder of the uh, Wall of Shame in the back with like 
tests that were under 40 percent well that's because he didn't hate you he, he just hated me because i walked in with pete the first day and he already yeah, hated pete <laughs> as a student <laughs> though it was a real love hate between us all he, he yeah, loved us course, as people course. but yeah. that's not what we're, that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> that is neither here nor there we are here to talk about um another holiday episode of gossip girl a roman holiday in fact <laughs> yep um are you gonna ask me what this uh title is about or something you know me too like well that. do you know do you know yeah. what it's referencing um roman is it roman candle or roman holiday roman holiday uh i really couldn't tell you honestly i'm uh, damn it damn it all right i don't know so you are giving us nothing um, I got check check shit. It it is actually based on a 1953 film titled Roman Holiday. Oh, so I think it's it's, just, it's a 1953 film Roman Holiday. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> I'm gonna sync that up in uh, post. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna count that as you missing it. So you're back down to 500. You're you're batting five <laughs> right, for ten right. now. That's why I was so uh, pissed off because I was doing pretty well. All right, better luck next bad. week. So when Blair's father, Harold, comes home for the holidays with an unexpected guest, his boyfriend, Roman, Blair finds it difficult to hide her disappointment and hatches a plan to get rid of Roman for good. Jenny and Vanessa help Serena plan the best Christmas surprise ever for Dan, who may have a surprise of his own in mind for Serena. Chuck texts Blair that Nate has joined him in Monaco, worrying Blair that Chuck may disclose the details of their hookup. Rufus refuses to remain the understanding husband any longer, and Allison's former lover calls the house. Serena creates a winter wonderland for Dan, and he gives her a love letter. They sleep. Man, this is really just giving us the whole episode. The, I thought the this whole was just thing. Be, yeah. You know what? I'm ending it here. I'm not even going to read that last good, last, good last sentence. We we've said enough at the top of the episode. Um, that was also pretty sexual, as far as like talking about what surprise Dan had for her. Like he had oh, a yeah. Christmas tree surprise for her. Like that. Oh they, yeah. <laughs> definitely pretty sexual. Um, you'll notice besides that last picture at the end, no no Chuck Bass and no Nate Archibald again this week. Right, they they appeared in picture form only. Yeah, I feel like these two missed the most episodes. In just a season, or just overall? I, I feel like they've missed. They've this is. I think this might be their third each that they've missed. I think so too. And it's only episode eleven. Yeah, but don't worry, our favorite uh, Vanessa is back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so this originally aired on December nineteenth, two thousand seven. Of course, we all know what we were doing back then. We were, uh, we were. In- eighth grade and we were buying uh, christmas gifts getting ready for the holiday season that's right um december 19th we were still probably in school getting ready for that last day the, the last day before christmas break is one of the best days in school the big volleyball tournament uh well that that wasn't until high school but yes the bu- big volleyball tournament true, yes. is incredible so even if you're not playing in the big, big tournament you get to walk you have to run the hallways for all nine periods and no one bothers you I mean, it, there's really no rules the last day before no Christmas. I really, I really do love that day. You go just mm-hmm. go bouncing from class to class looking for the best Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, those were the days. I mentioned that uh, Vanessa is back, but Vanessa is not the only thing that's back uh, in this episode. We have the return of Jenny's acapella group. And, oh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> this is my first note. <laughs> I love this reaction. They're singing Santa Baby, which is another interesting choice for them. So let's yeah. let's rank the performances so far. We had Glamorous, and now we have Santa Baby. What's one? What's two? This I think definitely better. I we think can do an ongoing one. ranking. This is better because should. the dance moves are also very funny. It looks like Jenny <laughs> is the only one that like has kind of like dance moves, while the other ones yeah. just kind of like sway. Um, I think we need a Glee themed episode where this acapella group competes. Yeah, for, I really re- think so. for regionals or something. I, I was I was amazed when it came back. I was like, they really did this a second fucking time. I told you I it's gonna so be a thing. We will keep an ongoing <laughs> ranking of the 
of, of the performances. So you have Santa Baby at one and Glamorous at, at number two yes. so far. And, and I don't I don't hate these kinds of things. Like I I, I like the show Glee. Right. I no, just, they, like, they, this, they, just, this is so bad. Right. They're just not good. And that's why no, I think it's very funny. Because <laughs> like why? Because <laughs> I guess Taylor Momsen's a singer. Does she just like have it in her contract that she gets to sing sometimes? Oh, right. Remember, yeah. Maybe uh, that's this it, this is I... not the kind of music that she, she goes on to sing. From what I've heard from you and Kirsten, that's that's true. Yes. Um, so this looks like we're getting a Christmas episode here, right? Right up top, we've got Santa Baby, we've got Dan and Serena walking down the street. Uh, Dan mentions how it never snows anymore. Serena calls him a global warming Grinch, and if if she can only see Dan, what Dan's like now, probably global warming only getting worse. That's right. And also, I want to know which uh, Grinch she would be. Well, it would. Funny she should say that. Taylor Momsen, of course, uh, played Cindy Lou Who in How the Grinch Sold oh, Christmas. No. Oh, that makes some... Uh, she looks like Cindy Lou Who. Well, that's because it is. That's because wow. she is She is her. And that, just, that, just came toge- that just came together live on air right now for me. I oh wonder... I, I, I assume it was kind of intentional shout out, just like a few episodes ago when they mentioned Hannah Montana, when Taylor Momsen was... Uh, Right. Was almost cast as Hannah Montana. I think wow. this is all Taylor Momsen doing. Had. She's saying, listen, I'm going to sing. You're going to shout out my other projects, uh, even the ones I didn't end up getting. And yeah. Taylor's the boss here. They should have done her hair like a who for this episode, too. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah. Uh, so Dan's ahead of the curve here with uh, with, with him wanting snow instead of global warming. But I, I famously hate snow, so I'm I'm kind of happy we don't get as, that much of it anymore. Yeah, so I, I understand how you feel completely. I am just in the camp of... And I might be the only one here. I'm like I'm halfway between the camp of out of the two of us, yes. and and you, how you feel about snow, which I think a lot of people are, are on your side with this. But I like one snowfall so I can see it, enjoy it, like Laura Gilmore, and then be done with it. I don't want to see it anymore. I want it to evaporate like within minutes. Why do you have to see it? You know what it looks like. I like I like it. I like, it looks cool for a little while. If I'm inside all day, like I like the one snow day, um, to relax and like not have to work or whatever, not go to school at the time, and then the next day I want it to be gone because it looks so ugly. And so annoying. Yeah, I, just I, like, don't, it, I, I like just it once. Don't think the one little pretty snowfall is worth any of the stuff that comes after it. So Dan, Dan says disagrees with me. He says Christmas should be white and snowy, and he would even settle for Manhattan slush, which is fucking disgusting. Um, no, it's the worst. That's what I, that's what I hate. Yeah, that's really it, yeah. bad. I don't know why he would settle for that. Are Are you surprised at all that Dan is apparently so into white Christmases? I honestly was. I was thinking that too. It, it seems like kind of off character for him. Yeah, for some reason it surprised me. Like, I guess Dan could be the the type that likes snow, but I don't know. He just seems like too cynical to be the guy that's like, yeah, oh, right. I need a white. That was Christmas. off character. But then when Vanessa brings him uh, a copy of the New Yorker, he's like, you know, I already have a subscription to this. That that was back on <laughs> brand for him. That's a good one. Um. Yeah, you mentioned Vanessa coming back. As soon as she was here, I was like, "Ugh, Vanessa's in this." Because oh, we we had a couple we had a couple weeks off from her, and it was really nice. But she's back now. It was great. She. You and know, I think she, I was more annoyed because she had better hair in this one. It looks like she was trying hard to like get Dan to like her because of how mm. good she looked in, comparatively in this episode. And I did not like. The yeah, she was trying. I didn't notice because I just refused to look at her. I had I had uh, my hand just kind of blocking half the screen, so I wouldn't have to see her. <laughs> I was just only looking at Dan. Uh, you mentioned she she delivers Dan this letter uh, for some reason. We don't know why at first, but then I think Serena reads it out loud and she says, Dear Mr. Humphrey, we are pleased to advise you that we would like to publish your short story in our summer fiction issue featuring 20 under 20. It's a pretty big deal for Dan. He's only like 16. Yeah, he's got four more years. Did you do anything Humphrey. notable under the age of 20? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, th- I think my giggle kind of says it all. <laughs> 
I still haven't <laughs> no. done it. I still haven't done anything notable. I'm no a few years past twenty at this point, and I'm still waiting. Maybe I can get in the thirty under thirty. Ah, uh, maybe you still have time. Hopefully. So Vanessa, of course, submitted Dan without him knowing. She's kind of overstepping here, but Dan obviously doesn't care because you know, like Dan is kind of like a creepy stalker himself. So a creepy stalker respects the game of another creepy yeah, stalker. Yep. But yeah, definitely overstepping them, as she always does. Exactly. It's the only thing she does. It's her whole character. It, that's her thing. That's She loves doing that. Um, the story is called 10805. Serena wants to know the significance of that date, and Dan just does not answer her when she asks. He's going <laughs> to he read her the story at the end, but she asks, she's like, oh, October 8th? <laughs> What's that? And he looks at I know. I, I, was t- I was like, of course, it's about fucking him and Vanessa, I bet. And then looks at Vanessa and just starts talking to Vanessa, because of course he can't say, <laughs> that's when I fell in love with you when I didn't know you. Like Right. But he'd even try to lie. He's just like, I'm just gonna skip this one. I hope she doesn't Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she doesn't bring it up again. She lets it go. So good for him. It worked. And yeah, it worked out. Much like Vanessa being in this and me groaning. Ugh. Allison is also in this. She's still here, but uh although not for long, thank God. So Spoilers. Ruf yes, if you haven't reached the end of the episode yet and you were just watching <laughs> listening to us scene by scene, then I just spoiled yep. the end of the episode. Rufus, Allison, Lily, Bart, all together in this scene. I feel like just let Bart and Allison get together so Rufus and Lily can get it on. I agree with that. But also, do you think there's any listeners that don't watch the show and are like finding out the plot of the show through us? There might be a couple people who uh, don't watch the show or don't remember the show at the very least. But those people also don't care about getting spoiled if they're listening to the podcast without <laughs> having seen the show. It's kind of on you. <laughs> uh, That'd just be an interesting little... Uh, circle of people listen sound off in the comments if you yeah, don't it. watch the show but you still listen to this if you just yes. love obviously not brendan that much but if you just love me that much yep. that you had to listen yeah then sure. uh then we'd like to know so mm-hmm. lily and bart here Lil- lily still hasn't let anyone know uh what they're doing together as bart would say i don't know why they can't just be like dating or whatever they, they're very <laughs> even when it's just them they're kind of uh hush hush about it even though he's he by the end of the episode he's going to be say that he's in love with her and he's also going to propose to her but at the beginning right, of the episode, sure if they're dating then still right now in love and then yeah we go from they haven't defined the steps. relationship to a proposal in 42 minutes i guess that's what happens when you're old it just it, everything is sped up like that no that's what happens in a teen teaser. drama and that's true too no no one has any time in these in these shows so mm-hmm. Lily and Bart still seem on good terms, but Bart Bart wants to let the people know. He, like I said, he throws around the big L word. He says he's in love with her. And Bart, Bart lets Blair know that while he's stuck here on business, Chuck is in Monaco. And so, last week, I don't even know if you remember this, but I somehow remember that last week you predicted that Chuck would not be in this episode because we see him go to the airport. And looks like looks like you were right. We didn't get any Chuck in this episode. Boom, baby. So I congrats. Much for that shit. Yeah. Plus one for you. Yes. Blair is clearly unhappy about this news and is going to send him a text right away. But of course, no one is going to answer Blair's text today. So now, is she annoyed that he's gone because she still likes him, or is annoyed that he's going to? Is she worried he's going to do something? I think there's a little bit of that, but also she just seems very paranoid in this episode that uh, Chuck is going to spill the beans. And I'm trying right. to remember. Wh- oh, because if you remember last week, Blair. Uh, slept with Nate their first time sleeping together so right. I think she, she might figure that Chuck is now jealous and so to get back at her he might spill the beans so it's, right. and, and she's kind of right yeah that makes sense to me threatening yeah yeah I just had to because I was also wondering while I was watching the episode but I guess if I just stopped to think for like two seconds about what happened last week it kind of makes sense <laughs> so <laughs> yeah uh, Blair also holding some comically large candy canes 
and <laughs> tells Serena yep. it's a tradition for her and her fa- father. And Serena's very excited and starts speaking in French for whatever reason at first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Serena just kind of spazzes out sometimes. So just, that, I, that seems kind of like it was uh, ad lib too. It, I kind of did. Like she's speaking <laughs> in some kind of French English mix. She's just inserting <laughs> random French words. We we yeah. it is canon that she understands. Uh, different languages she was speaking to the the sushi chef in japanese the other week now she's speaking french so very worldly nothing that serena can't do so uh we get this conversation between them just some exposition here that eleanor is not letting blair's dad come for christmas only christmas eve christmas day is just for family blair eleanor and dorota as it should be dorota part of the family love to hear it part of the family still haven't gotten enough dorota yet but uh we'll get there we have a nice scene with her this 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 episode i'll i'll point out when we get to it okay uh blair says the roman is is just a phase and that he will come back eventually now as someone you who often says that homosexuality is just a phase you probably agreed with her on this correct uh yeah i'd, I'd say that's fair yeah you're always you're always <laughs> saying that <laughs> yeah that's, i usually write that in the descriptions for the episodes too <laughs> just on every one at the end i don't even tell you what the episode's about i just write that over, over just a reminder <laughs> psychopath yeah blair blair thinks he only left new york to write out the scandal but uh i don't i don't think she's correct on that so serena's upset that vanessa got him such a great gift which as dan will point out she didn't really get him a a good gift she just stole one of his stories and and sent it the the gift as she said is is just a is a stamp but (laughs) blair is gonna say why don't you just buy him a new outfit for cedric and call it a day and i don't care what you say this is the joke of the episode There was a lot of funnies in this one, um, and a lot of them, almost all of them, came from Blair. That's right. Uh, I had a hard time deciding, honestly, but that was a, that was a good one. I mean, you, maybe not my best. Episode, you know, I love a Cedric callback, one. so this is my joke of the episode. I, know, I had it written down. And C- Cedric really is the tenth main character of this show, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cedric has. I think I, I, honestly, I'll, I'll I'll give you this though. If um, we don't count slapstick as joke of the episode, then that is the actual best line oh okay i i see where you're going later, you know what i'm talking about later on. i believe so um yeah 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 so yeah cedric i think may maybe in more episodes than chuck at this point <laughs> <laughs> now that's joke, the best joke of this episode <laughs> uh, that, be, uh there's no theme song for gossip girl really but if there was one cedric should be in the opening montage i think so, yeah. <laughs> and special guest cedric cedric by cedric <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically no help there to Serena, but Blair doesn't care. She's still happy. Blair arrives home. We get Mr. Waldorf, Harold, in the main timeline for the first time. Mm-hmm. But, uh-oh, someone else is also here. It is Roman, and Blair is clearly devastated. I feel like, obviously, what like what is Harold doing bringing him here or even not like not giving Blair a heads up about it? He just goes, oh, I didn't think you'd mind. This will be a good chance for you guys to check out. Like but to not saying, tell anyone? It's, it's the parents. To not it's tell Eleanor? To not tell Blair? He's just going to bring Ramon? Yeah, you think maybe he tells Eleanor, but he doesn't tell a single person, which is pretty funny. G- give him a heads up. Like, that's the least you can do. And don't bring, you know, it's supposed to be family. I know that Ramon's part of your life now, Harold, but, you know, he, he's not, he's not, but like, come on. they just started dating, he, really. They don't know him. Yeah, yeah they don't know him. They want to spend think time. Think of a better time for them to get to know him. Yeah, they want to spend time with Harold, not with Ramon, but, all right. Is is Roman, Ramon's last name Holiday? Uh, sure. We'll see. We'll just say it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, Blair very graciously gives one of the huge candy canes to Ramon, and they they keep saying these candy canes are a tradition. But like, what exactly is the tradition? You, do they? Yeah, what is? Is it, is it one of those candy canes that has like more candy canes inside of it? Do they eat that or whole you just, thing? Do you lick that one? Yeah, I hope they don't lick that one. Do they just hold them all day? Do they 
sword fight with them? What what is the tradition? They, yeah, just, they didn't. They didn't. They, like just, it. they just buy them. They laugh. They say, "Ah, he remembered," and then that's it. <laughs> what a tradition. <laughs> That's kind of like some traditions, honestly. So that sounds pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's most traditions. <laughs> uh, so the the Humphreys are discussing Dan's success back at the loft, and here's here's where we'll get another great line that I that I riffed on at the top of the episode, where Jenny tells Dan, uh-huh. "You got your dream girl, your story in the New Yorker. Maybe you should just die now." And I love it's a valid point because there's really <laughs> yeah, he's no, just like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> exactly. No going up from here. He acknowledges that he's officially peaked, um, and he's also reading some Christmas cards here, and somehow one of Allison's personal letters has gotten mixed in with the Christmas cards, and Dan just <laughs> reads it out loud, much like uh, much like the announcer at the the Cotillion last week where she got throughout oh, yeah. during his whole introduction without noticing Blair's going to get through this whole card and, and it's some Alex guy who wants to meet Allison on the 24th which the, I guess he doesn't have Christmas Eve plans he's assuming Allison doesn't have Christmas Eve plans and honestly who, who's surprised here Allison just continues to suck yeah I mean also very just very bold as a guy to send a Christmas card that does not say Merry Christmas it says like meet me here (laughs) like during christmas card season especially like it wasn't a christmas card it got mixed in with the christmas cards it was a personal letter to allison but it's like straight up mail yeah come on what's he doing to the family's house he couldn't text her well she she wouldn't answer the calls but he could have texted her i don't think he would have seen the text yeah like i think it's a lot easier to avoid a letter than it is to avoid a text (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely she could very easily say if, they, if, if this ever comes up she could very easily say she never got the letter got lost in the mail yeah easy it's a saying for a reason yeah especially during christmas time but anyway it, this is what happened and allison lets rufus know that it's over between them but he is clearly bothered so now we get yeah. the waldorfs in the park blair tells Eleanor, she can't believe she's okay with this. And Eleanor just snaps into, like, they're in the middle of the park, and she just goes, who says I am okay with this? Eleanor truly has some great line readings. <laughs> she just is ready to snap at she a does. moment's notice. <laughs> Good actress. Eleanor's smart, though. She knows she can't just freak out. She has to play cool, you know? She can't be the 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 ex-wife that just freaks out about everything. Yeah. And this, this next part cracks me up, though. Well, Blair finally gets Eleanor to take Ramon away, so Blair can finally get some time to talk with her dad, who she was very excited to see mm-hmm. and who has not spoken to her yet because he's too preoccupied with his boyfriend. Um, he asks where Nate is. Nate's apparently in Connecticut with his mom and will try to catch a train to take it to make it to the party tonight. Apparently, never makes that train. Um, what would you now that we have Harold in the main in the main timeline? What do you think of Harold? He seems like a nice enough guy, but it does suck that he kind of ran all yeah. the way to Paris. No, I mean, like, comparatively to the other parents in the show, he's like he seems to be one of the nicer ones, but still a little bit airheaded and doesn't realize how much attention their kids need. Yes, you know? absolutely. He made a stupid move, I think, running away to Paris and abandoning his daughter, who really seems to love him. And he is, like you said, very airheaded about certain things and kind of oblivious to some common sense things that you, you should think he should you know, know about. But he right. does seem... But nice like enough. Yeah, he's not a malicious guy. He's not a manipulative no. guy. He's I he's nicer say, than her mom. I'd even say a good guy, you know? Yeah. He's got a little bit long of a head. It's a little tall and a little thin. Um, Other than that, I could, I could hang. Yeah, a, a tall head for a short guy. <laughs> right. So, so <laughs> this is where we get some old guy wants Eleanor to tell him where the ice rink is. And <laughs> apparently, uh, <laughs> you're already laughing. Apparently, this yeah. is obvious flirting. But is it? Because I feel like if I'm Eleanor, <laughs> I have this same exact reaction. Well, this here. is my point. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, I was watching that and I was like, 
who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and then when it's it explained to her that it was flirting, I was like, what Yeah, it was. The hell? This guy, this guy's here with his niece, and he goes, "Come on, niece, we have to go hit on that lady over there." <laughs> yeah. Who is with a man? Poor he girl. doesn't know that Ramon is gay right now. <laughs> She's literally arm in arm with a man, and he goes over and it's just like, yeah. "Watch, watch his this." Gator, I was going off like crazy. Watch this, niece. Watch my big pickup line. Do you know where the ice skating rink is? I think it's it's so much weirder that he's dragging along this poor girl <laughs> yeah. who just wants to get to the damn rink. <laughs> and Helen is like. It's literally right over there. Right. I yeah. <laughs> but Ramon apparently lets her know like he he's keen on things. He he lets her know that it was flirting. He he could see it. I none of us could though. I think we're all on in he, Eleanor's camp here. He, he's like I did the same exact thing to your husband. I know that was flirting. <laughs> At the ice rink. Blair is still trying At to get At the ice rink. Uh, still trying to get Ramon out of their hair, and I, I wish Miss, like we said, he's very oblivious. I wish Mr. Waldorf would pick up on this and just see how uncomfortable Blair is and just be like Okay, I'll spend time with you. Ramon, uh, t- take a breather. Go go back to the hotel for a day, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. Well, oh well. <laughs> Dan's at, Dan is at, I guess, Vanessa's coffee shop here where uh, she she is still working at. And Vanessa, Vanessa mentions that, uh, like we said, she didn't do anything. She just put the stamp on it. And uh, she mentions that he usually makes her an annual Christmas CD mix, which sounds like a shitty gift, especially that he's giving it to her every single year. <laughs> Yeah, that is terrible. Uh, Dan, really? Is, it, is, it, is there trying to make this coffee shop like the Gossip Girls Central Perk? <laughs> I don't know. Is um, that what they're going for here? It's showing it up quite be. a bit, though. Yeah, but it's not like a meeting place for everyone. It's kind of just like Dan and Serena and Vanessa right. works there. Right. Plus, well, not everyone hang, even hangs out in the show. Exactly. And yeah. how do you feel about uh, mixed CDs? You, were you a big mixed CD guy back I used in the to day? make a lot of mixed CDs, actually, especially when like cars still only had like cd right. inputs and they didn't have like ox or anything yeah, like CDs that were or big. now cds were huge I would, I would i would burn a ton of them yeah before i before i got my first mp3 player in sixth grade i was yes. i was burning cds like a madman hell yeah and i was of, doing like themed ones too like depending on the genre a lot of a lot stuff. of green day a lot of crazy frog remixes <laughs> those are the only two you actually make every other it was a green day song followed by a crazy frog <laughs> remix it was one cd but you would alternate tracks seven cds <laughs> um so serena comes in with dan's gift she's very excited to give it to him because because she knows she knows that dan is the type of person that is going to love a big expensive watch uh serena yeah serena got dan a fancy watch because he doesn't have one but dan doesn't seem impressed he says he likes it but he, he can't accept it because it's way too expensive um seems like serena should have seen this coming she's been dating dan for a while now she yeah. knew dan could can't even afford an entree at the restaurant that they went to a few weeks ago he's not gonna just yeah. like accept this gift uh, and he says even you're underdoing it is overdoing it now do you agree with this? And he yeah. knew it was coming here too yeah my uh my mom was in the room with me while i was watching this and and yeah. she said that dan was being rude that he should just accept the gift no, I mean, I kind of get where he's coming from, and it, you can tell he actually likes it. He doesn't—he doesn't look like he's lying about it. I think he just feels like, well, how am I supposed to compare with like your money when I have to buy you a gift? Now I can't buy you some like piece of shit after you just gave me this really expensive watch that makes me feel crappy. So I, I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah, I do too. Maybe he didn't have to say like even you're underdoing it is overdoing it, but I, yeah. I get the sentiment here. And um, according to the trivia section, this is a Patek Philippe watch, um, which. Okay. Re- retail for anywhere from twelve thousand one hundred dollars to over a million dollars. See, yeah. So the t- the twelve thousand yeah, dollar one is the cheap one. So mm-hmm. if Nicole gets you this gift for Christmas, what are you doing? I'm probably keeping it, maybe selling it. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Nicole is girlfriend of the pod. 
Yeah. <laughs> of the whole podcast. Yeah, girlfriend of she the dates podcast. Us both. <laughs> right. Me and Gagan have a shared no, bunk no, no. bed. She doesn't she... date me. She dates the podcast. Right. Well, we're not podcasting. She dates just me, or are we broken yes. up? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Author, you guys can do whatever you want. When we're recording, <laughs> she's our girlfriend, the podcast girlfriend. girlfriend. Of okay. Um, so, what, what were you doing when she gets you this watch for Christmas? I'm taking it saying thank you, and she's not looking to sell it, and I'll buy a cheaper one that looks the same. Are you... <laughs> and then, are you like going to use that money to Getting buy her something, her something or are you just a small portion of it a small portion okay so this is this is kind of why gift giving so annoying I, I truly hate everything about the holidays but gift giving it's a mind just, game the whole thing is a mind it game. really so, is so and it's shitty. just so, like you're just getting someone a gift so they can send you a gift everyone's just right every, how about we all just cancel it out everyone's just sending the same 50 dollars back and forth to that, each other i, I totally and, and i, I would have spent that 50 bucks are, normally and now i have to spend it and like now yeah. i just pretty much bought myself some shitty thing i didn't need and there's nothing i want if we're at the point in our lives where if there's something i want i will buy it right i completely you can't i can't agree with you more glad we're on the same page here um dan dan's gonna lay down the rules here for gift giving uh the only rule seems to be that the price limit's 50 bucks and may the best gift win vanessa is gonna offer to help serena on her way out but uh she says she's got it um i didn't have faith in her here uh but i i hope i hope the best for her yeah, well, we'll see how that pans out later. Don't want to spoil the episode for those for those of you listening <laughs> that haven't you. seen it yet. Thank you. We're gonna get angry Rufus enter the bar. Big big boy Rufus is back, and he oh, he yeah. confronts Alex and threatens. Him. I love when Rufus puts on his big boy pants because I I can't picture ever being threatened by Rufus. He just seems like too nice of a guy, but he he's he tries yeah. a lot. It's a little intimidating. I I, I think a, like a more adult version of this show, like a, maybe like a non-teen version of this, like a, a plussed up, like maybe even rated r but they can curse on it and stuff he might have been he might have stumbled in drunk and they punched this guy i like it i like the punch up yeah yeah rufus says uh you know what are you doing she told you to leave her alone and this guy's like actually no that's that's not what happened so Mm -hmm. i could have seen this coming from a mile away allison is is never telling the truth ever nope very uh most unfaithful woman on the show yes now back to the ice skating rink and before we get into what happens at the ice skating rink how do you feel about ice skating uh, it's okay, but I just want to quickly go back a second and also it would be funny if the whole bar was full of like all the neighbors that she'd been banging while she was up in Hudson. <laughs> I still don't think it was just one. Um, but ice skating, I have been like once or twice. Um, I think I'm, I'm halfway decent at it, but I, I don't ever really feel the need to go back uh, unless someone else like really wants me to go. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's usually too cold. And then once you get going, it kind of gets too hot. So there's a kind of <laughs> there's kind of an issue there with what to wear. Yeah, um, yeah. it, it kind of gets boring after a while as well. And if you don't have those skates on right, your ankles start to hurt. But it, it could be fun for a little while. And it's yeah. I, and I can hold my own. See, the thing is, I'm not really that good, but I'm always with someone who is terrible. So by comparison, I, I kind of I look yeah, decent definitely. at least. I, like I'll be with people that are yeah, better yeah, than mean, me. But I'm, you're relatively athletic. I'm not the per- I'm not the I'm not ever the Roman that's like falling over. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think it'd be more fun if we if there's like some a little bit of hockey going on, but you can't do that in like a big a big mm-hmm. crowd like that. I used to love going to ice skating back when we were in like middle school and stuff because the place that we went to had some great cheese fries. Oh, oh yeah, love love a good cheese fry. Oh, I'd be wolfing those down. Mm. So as I alluded to, Ramon is struggling. Harold calls Blair for help. He's trying to get them to bond, and uh, Blair is preoccupied with preoccupied with texting Chuck, but not for long because. Uh, spotted skating at Woolman Rink, the Blair Capades, all the grace of Nancy Kerrigan, but packing the punch of Tanya Harding. And of course, you did not get this reference because you ditched me and did not see I, Tanya with me. <laughs> but, 
But uh, Blair, Blair trips Ramon. It's yeah, very funny. And that, that was the, my biggest laugh at the episode. I had a feeling that's where you were going. She, she's like yeah, all smiles definitely. as he's coming down. She's like, come on, come on. And, then just <laughs> <laughs> and to Ramon's credit, uh, he, he does not blame her. He says that he was just clumsy and he fell. Because I think while Harold doesn't have sense, Ramon is starting to get it. Like, I don't think Blair's too happy that I'm here. So I'm not going to... Uh, throw her under the bus because uh, yeah, that's this man's got spidey senses. That's he, not going to be. He good gets for me. that. He knows when the guy's hitting on her mom. <laughs> you know he, what? He can see it all. Uh, I thought I had my MVP in place, but Ramon making a late push. <laughs> He's got everything going on for him here. He's so, crushing it. Uh, back at the Waldorf residence now, Blair is pissed that her dad is spending time at the hospital with his boyfriend instead of her. Uh, they're in they're in the elevator right now, Blair and Eleanor. And Eleanor mentions that Ramon was uh, not always so innocent. Tells her uh, tells her about some guy named Freddie that he was into, and you can see it. The gears are turning in Blair's head already. Oh yes, I love it me. when she cooks up a plan. And El- <laughs> Eleanor is going to say, "Don't mention Freddie, dear father. It's a sore subject." And Blair just immediately goes, "Okay, uh, so what's his last name?" Yeah. I feel like some flags should be going off in Eleanor's head at that moment. Yeah. I think it's early enough still in like, the age of the internet where she wasn't thinking she would immediately look him up and like find him on Facebook or whatever. Just curious. But if someone asked you that question now, like, of yeah. course you're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. I won't mention it to dad. No problem. But uh, just, you know, out of curiosity, what's his last name? I just, I just love last I names. I just love last names. I can't get a full picture unless I know the guy's last name. <laughs> so Rufus, uh, sad Rufus now, comes back to the loft. And he, he confronts Allison now. He confronted Alex. Now he's confronting Allison. It's a busy day for him. Um, this is where I stop paying attention because I don't care about them. And yeah. At some point, Rufus asks uh, if she would have come back if not for Jenny. Allison deflects and asks if she never came back, would Lily be here? Um, and like I said, I zoned out, but it seems like some kind of amicable, break, amicable breakup is happening. Yeah. And I mean, like, these scenes are boring because it's, like, I don't enjoy this relationship at all they're just not good it's but, not fun like with, at least when yeah, Rufus and fun. Lily are the going back and forth awkward yeah it's, it's just like a bad it's bad dialogue between like uncomfortable characters and yeah. but it's, it's making room for Lily exactly. is, is why I like it but you know? we didn't need to make room for Lily if Allison never came back to begin with <laughs> right, right 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 but here we are when Rufus and Lily go back and forth it is always fun when Rufus and Allison go back and forth it is just like it's just so melodramatic so and not not in yeah, a good way not, not in a good way but it does look appear that they are breaking up. So Danny and Jenny are at the coffee shop, your central perk. And yep. Jenny still doesn't want to talk about it. Um, the whole dad and mom thing, even though Dan keeps pestering her. I think Dan's got his Dan's got his good brother, good brother attitude on this episode. He, he's he's good yeah. Again. We were talking about how he's been missing that, and he's he's back with the big brother. Yeah, he dude. he lets yeah. Jenny know that she can talk to him about it if he wants, and she's helping him out. With I love that. I also love that Jenny's helping Dan find a gift for Serena. Um, would you want a year of cheese for sixty dollars? Oh, six hundred dollars. Sorry. <laughs> no, I I like cheese, but not that much. Yeah, but um, also I would, it's, I would spend my six hundred bucks somewhere else. It's out of the question because it is over fifty dollars, or was that price limit just for Serena? <laughs> Right, I, I was wondering the same thing. Like, is there some sort of coupon that makes it fifty? <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's six hundred dollars worth of cheese for fifty bucks, then I'm in. I mean, that's a good deal. It, it, you'd be losing money not to get it at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can sell it along with the watch. Exactly. So, like I said, I love that Jenny's helping Dan. They're gonna spend the episode together, pretty much helping each other out, and uh, nothing much else to say about that. I love them. Yeah, it was it was uh, nothing crazy, but heartwarming. So it, Serena gives Dan the idea now. She she says that Serena's 
uh, Christmas probably sucks because they don't allow trees in the hotel. I also, we won't get into it, but I also hate Christmas trees. We could save that for another day. Um, uh-huh. but this, this <laughs> next is, year, yeah, this gives a Dan, now, now Dan's gears are turning and he's like, Ooh, a tree. We could do something with this. Mm. Good idea. Danny boy. Blair is now calling Chuck. He isn't answering. Um, but Serena comes in to give Blair her modeling password. So, so Blair can, Blair can ruin Christmas. Blair can be the Grinch that stole Christmas here. Um, Blair, Serena says that I was only a model for that one time when I was 12, seemingly forgetting about the events of episode four again. They, yeah, the they keep episode. doing this where they're like, episode. Did, did, I mean, I think episode four was my least rated episode so far. So maybe they just don't like they're it either. And they're just about it too. continuously forgetting that the events of this episode ever happened. <laughs> she was literally a Wait, model when, seven episodes ago. When uh, Blair calls Chuck and he doesn't answer, is this the scene that we get his voice message that says, leave a message and I might listen to it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, that, that was a contender for joke of the episode, too. I, I like that uh, quite a bit. Television? I think I was also just missing Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Of, course, of course you were. <laughs> Television shows led me to believe that uh, people, there would be a lot more quippy, uh, like, answering machine, like voicemail greetings. Usually... When you call, like Seinfeld. Usually, when you call someone, it is just the number you have dialed, uh, blah blah blah, and then either their name or just the number comes up and you leave a message. But on TV shows, everyone's always like the type of person that leaves a personalized greeting where they're like, "Hey, it's Chuck. I uh, I might get to it or whatever he says." Yeah, I mean, I I think there should be more of that, and I, I it made me want to fix mine as well. We'll get to, get to it then. Okay. Be the change you wish to see in the voicemail community. I'll update the podcast I mean, when I'm done with it. Voicemail really is a lost art. I, I even I have not left a voice a good voicemail in a while, and I love the art of voicemail. I have a lot of a lot saved by you. Yes. Um, you leave a good voicemail. Voicemails are one of uh, my specialties. And like, if I I should have a good voice message, like a away message, because my phone's always on do not disturb. So I'm gonna get a lot of people that are trying to get to me are gonna end up hitting that voicemail. Yeah, and just goes, Brendan Ruppel. Yeah, especially all the people on the Hoppy Boys that uh, I give my <laughs> phone number to. Oh, where were we? Blair, Blair and Serena. So, yes. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Serena still hasn't gotten Dan's gift. I can relate. I'm also famous for doing my Christmas shopping on, like, December 23rd. Usually, at like, uh, until recently, usually at the Dollar Tree. Yeah, I think they're just, like, hoping that you don't have to do it. And, like, ah, oh, shit, I guess I really should just do this now. Yeah, back when I was very poor, I used to do all my shopping at the Dollar Tree. Then when I got a little more Famously. money, I'd, I'd splurge and go to Five Below. And now... <laughs> Uh, that doesn't cut it anymore like, now. now. Now I have to get actual gifts. Is the, if there's a store for like 10 below, you just like keep upgrading to the yeah, next exactly. price. There should. There, place. Should, there should be a store for every price. <laughs> um, so Blair Blair also has some good ideas about what to get for less than $50. She says a, si- <laughs> a single entree at a mid-price restaurant, three quarters of a DVD box set, or a pair of Wolfrid stockings. That's so good. Out of those options, which would you want? Uh, the mid-price entree. <laughs> good, good choice. I think I'd take three quarters yeah. of a DVD box set, actually, especially <laughs> if it was the Gossip Girl box set. Blair's whole thing this episode is refusing to not refusing to help Serena and just making jokes instead. But yeah, Serena just laughs along. She does not care. <laughs> Blair is she's she's cracking me up because, like you said, she just doesn't care about what's going on around her. She's so sucked into her phone this episode, and it's hilarious how she just like yeah has no remorse for anybody. It's it's very funny. Uh, yeah, and she's booking Big Freddy to be her model for the for the big party tonight. Yeah. Yep. Um, Serena walks into Vanessa's coffee shop now, um, finally wants to accept Vanessa's help, 
And <laughs> Vanessa will do it, but not before being annoying, even though she's trying to be like fun. She's like, oh, I would say I told you so, but I actually like you. Which That's that's saying I told you so, Vanessa. You just did the thing. You just did it. You did the yeah. thing you said you weren't doing. Shut up. <laughs> so, yeah. Vanessa is pretty much like, okay, perfect, because I'm in love with Dan, and now I get to live vicariously through you. Right. That's what she was trying not to say. Yeah, that's what she's saying without saying. Serena obviously isn't picking up on it because... No, no, no. <laughs> Are we sure that Serena's that's not, not, uh, Serena's not Harold's daughter? Because Serena can be very oblivious as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm glad they're, <laughs> glad they're getting along at least, Serena and Vanessa still. Because yeah. then we, we don't need to go back to that love triangle. I don't think so. Not yet anyway. Not quite yet. Um, We're waiting for it. So Serena says the only thing that Dan wants for Christmas is snow, but she can't get that for him. And literally, the only thing Vanessa does right now is say, you sure? And now Serena's gears are turning. Like, oh, it doesn't take much. I didn't think about it like that. Like, what do you mean? Everyone in this episode is having these, like, Dr. House moments where someone will just say <laughs> a random thing and all of a sudden they'll be like, yeah. I've solved it. I have lupus. <laughs> no, it's never lupus. <laughs> I thought it was always lupus. No, no, no. They always suggest lupus, but it never is lupus. Yeah, but never actually is exactly. lupus, right? And more on that when we do our house rewatch after. <laughs> after. <laughs> after the OC rewatch. That's right. Um, it's, but as Serena is complaining about it, it is also really annoying to shop for people who don't like things, as Dan does not like things. Right. That's fair. And, I, I, and then just, like, don't buy him anything. Right. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. uh, we've reached our event of the week, pretty much, the Waldorf Christmas party. Eleanor is holding court. She is... You know, drinking, talking to the guests. She's having a great time. Oh, yeah. Rufus, Seems a little loose. Oh, yeah. Lily's the... I, yeah, I love seeing Eleanor cut back a little, or uh, let, yeah. let loose a little. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily's there. Rufus is going to call Lily now that he's fed up with Allison. He's going to come back to Lily. Uh, this whole ultimatum never went anywhere. But he's being little bitch boy Rufus right now. He's really beating around the bush. And I know. Lily calls him out. He's like, what do you want to say? And he really chickens out here and just goes, oh, Merry Christmas. Have a good holiday. I'm a loser. Yeah, and then she goes and says that she's going away with with uh, Bart, which and is she a gets lie. Mad at herself, yeah, I know, I but she gets mad at herself. Don't get mad at yourself. Like, he's the one that that pushed out. Yeah, Lily also drops the ball here. Like you said, she gets mad at herself. I don't know why she lied about that, but I guess you know, just if it was like it, trying to be spiteful because she yeah. knows, she knows what he was trying to say. Yeah, she's like, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, Rufus, if you're just gonna call here with this nothing phone conversation, then uh, yeah, you're getting nothing from me too. Why right. why can't these crazy kids just get it together? I don't know. I guess it's episode 11. They're doing the impossible. They're making me root for an adult relationship in a teen drama, and they're not doing anything about it. It's blue ball on us. But wait just a second. Who is arriving? It's the old ice skate rink guy. Ramon <laughs> has tracked him down and invited him. Ramon? I laughed. When he went, walked through the door, I laughed. <laughs> me too, and I'm not even sure why. I don't know why this <laughs> this character is just so goofy to me. <laughs> he is, because he's always smiling so, so creepily. <laughs> and Ramon seems to be a pretty decent wingman. Another uh, point. Yeah, good friend. Yeah, another, another point for Ramon. Yeah. Uh, he, he gives Eleanor the scouting report on, on Jack, which is his name. And now that Eleanor knows that he's an important businessman, she seems a little more interested now that he's not just a random that they pulled off the street. Right, gives her a, a possible like male prospect, and also could help her business. Right, so that's, that's right. You know, that's two points for Ramon. Ramon wants his friend Eleanor to get laid right now, but as uh, Eleanor will say, her her number one rule: friends don't steal other friends' husbands, which is a pretty decent rule, I guess. Pretty good rule. Yeah. Yeah. Hard hard to get past that. <clears throat> yeah. They're still cordial, but there there is that big elephant in the room. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm honestly amazed with how well they like, can get along with three of them in the same room. Like they're not like. 
Yeah, Eleanor. They're, they're not completely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Eleanor doesn't really seem to mind that much, and it, it probably goes back to like that Thanksgiving episode where we kind of saw that Eleanor kind of knew like all along. Right, was like trying to deny it and realize like you know what this is not healthy. I just gotta come to terms with this. Yeah. So um, Blair trying to get in touch with Nate now, giving up on Chuck, I guess. Seems like Nate isn't coming. Seems like Nate isn't gonna catch the train to from Connecticut to the party. Yeah, at this point in the episode, uh, the fact that we hadn't heard from him at all was like, I don't think this guy's going to be in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go, she uh, she goes into her room and she finds Vanessa Serena and the newly recruited Eric all hard at Eric's work here, baby. in her room. Another funny yeah. thing to just kind of walk in on. And fun fact, this is the only episode where Vanessa is in Blair's bedroom, the only episode where Eric is in Blair's bedroom, and the only episode where Lily is in Blair's bedroom. Wow. Where'd you find that fact? I think it was IMDb. Wow. I, I couldn't believe that Vanessa was in that bed. That, that was the strangest oh, thing. Oh, I was just going to say that. I was that. so upset. V- Vanessa seems pretty comfortable lounging on Blair's bed. <laughs> yeah, she was the I, most I comfortable out of anybody there. Make yourself yeah. at home, Vanessa. Absurd. That is crazy. <laughs> they are not They are not friends like that. No, no, no. She's getting uh, sneakers on the linens, too. Oh, God. I don't know if she actually had shoes on. <laughs> or if they were linens. I don't want I don't want anyone to call me out. <laughs> I am. Sound off. I am paranoid about someone calling me out for that. <laughs> you know what? Edit that out. Edit point. We we, we got it. <laughs> okay, you get you got it. Um. So I guess uh, Vanessa, after her just saying "you sure" at first, she's now actually offering some help, and Blair all of a sudden wants to help as well, or so she says, and she asks Vanessa to help her find another pair of scissors. And here we get a scene that I really like. It immediately sounds like a like a murder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> help me find a pair of scissors, which I have conveniently located in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blair and Vanessa confrontation. I wish it was longer. That's the only thing. It really only goes on for a couple of lines, but it's great. Blair is so on to Vanessa, whereas Serena isn't. And Blair says it. She says, I think you like Dan a little too much. Just thought you should know someone's watching. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And my best friend's too fucking stupid to realize this, but, (laughs) but I'm Blair. She she can speak a lot of languages, but she's not all that bright. You tell her Blair, look out, look out for Serena. I love it. Loved it. And I was so happy with that. She, uh, she, she used, I, I think if, it wasn't for the scene. Maybe Roman would have taken the cake, but I think this mm-hmm. is starting to put her over the edge with all the laughs and all the, the good scenes with her. Listen, she really uh, just brightened up my episode. I think it's neck and neck here. I think someone in that Waldorf clan is going to take an MVP. I think they all have really good episodes in this one. Yeah. Even the parents. Yeah, they carried the app. Um, and just like that, uh, the scare tactics seem to work because Vanessa's leaving. So so is Blair. And Eric's like, I thought you just said you were going to help. She's like, I think my work here is done. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is also funny. I, I actually watched this episode uh, twice and it made me laugh both times. Lily comes in and just goes, hello. And Blair's like, bye. And she's like, goodbye. I, mean, I think Lily had two interactions with Blair this episode where she just said hello. I'm so excited to see her, <laughs> just, which is so cute. Yeah, just says hello and then says goodbye. Hi. Even though, yeah. you know, just, just a couple months ago, Blair was telling the world that Serena had a drug addiction. I know. I, I think all's forgotten, and uh, they're back to square one with yeah. their best friendship. Yeah, short short memories here. So yeah. Blair leaves, and it's just Lily, uh, all the Vanderwoods, and hanging out in Blair's bedroom now. And uh, Lily, <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't register this during this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, that they're still in Blair's <laughs> yeah, bedroom. It's very funny. Lily comes in and wants to take her kids out to the dessert, just the three of them. And here, Serena with an uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic, just like roasting of her mom, which a very good line with her when she says, "Whenever you say it's just the three of us, it means you're dating someone new." I'll just meet him at the wedding. That was pretty amazing. That was good. I was happy with that. Good quip. <laughs> I was happy with that too. Eric is literally hiding behind a paper snowflake right now. 
<laughs> like Lily says, we, we didn't get much of him, but I was glad he was here. Yeah, it was a short scene, but I, I loved him being here. Yeah, Lily's like, can you guys stop hiding? And Eric is literally hiding behind the snowflake. <laughs> so Lily lets them know that she's dating Bart Bass. Her kids are appalled, obviously. Eric says he only has one facial expression. He scares me. Serena says he raised Chuck, which scares her. All valid points here. All very good, yeah. And she lets them know that it's very casual and she has no plans of marrying Bart, which I don't know. Maybe that'll come into play by the end of the episode. How, how ironic. <laughs> did did I did that flag did did you flag that up as suspicious at all, watching not knowing no, the, I, you the know, episode? I think I underestimated how quickly the tempo of teen dramas are right. because I was like, oh, you know what? That might come into play like next season. Yeah, was, <laughs> not, next know, season. That was you know, silly. We have, we have Chekhov's marriage proposal and that has to be resolved yeah. by the end of the episode, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jenny's helping Dan carry a tree. Unfortunately, Jenny doesn't have anything better to do on Christmas Eve, I guess, but I'm, I'm happy she's here, like I said. She also um, heartbreakingly wonders what mom and dad are getting each other for Christmas. Um, and I feel like as soon as she says that, she knows. Cause she's like, right. What do you think they're getting for Christmas? And then she just starts crying before he even says anything. Yeah, she, she, yeah. <laughs> she definitely She knew. invoked her own Dr. House moment on herself. <laughs> the rarely seen. <laughs> she's like, what, are they, what do you think they're getting each other? Oh, I'm putting it together. They're not getting each other anything, are they? Yeah. Oh, she, boy. She's realizing I'll that never things, see them again. Yeah, she's realizing that things are not going back to the way they were. Dan, the realist, is going to let her know, you know, they're, they're probably going to split up. And yeah, like that message I read was not great. Yeah, Jenny, with another heartbreaking line, says that... If she never brought her back, then they could have just kept pretending. But, you know, we, we know how Dan feels about pretending yeah. when it comes to their mom. So Dan right. Dan says she did the right thing. A very sweet moment. He hugs his sister. I Like I said, a very good Big Brother episode for Dan. Yep. Very good. I think very, Dan very nice. was a better Love Big Dan. Brother. That's great. I think Dan was a better Big Brother in this episode than he was a boyfriend. And he was a pretty good boyfriend in this episode. That's uh, saying something. Uh, you're making a case for the Humphrey boy now? I'm not. I'm saying... Okay. It, it's valid. It's valid if you want to go that way, but this is not Dan's yeah. episode, so we are not going to be going okay. that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? True, true. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, back at the Waldorf party, Eleanor is drunk and ready to fuck. Yes. She finds. I like they even give her a little bit of drunk hair in this scene. Too. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. We, there is no doubt about it. We we have not seen her like chugging alcohol, but we know she's drunk when they cut back to her, and she's gonna flirt with Jackie Boy a little. Just a little bit, and I think Roman's enjoying every bit of it. <laughs> You think Roman gets off on this? <laughs> That's why you think he's doing it. <laughs> well, hold that thought because Freddie has made it to the party and it looks like the plan is all coming together as Blair is just sitting back on her phone again, watching all the pieces fall into place. But <laughs> to Eleanor's credit, once Freddie says that he didn't invite Roman, she puts the pieces together pretty quickly. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, yep. She gets Freddie to tell her the truth. She's like, listen, you're not going to be in my catalog if you don't tell me the truth. And Freddie bas- <laughs> then she basically tells Freddie to go fuck himself and that he's never going to be in the yeah, catalog yeah. anyway. <laughs> Right. <laughs> a real power move. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, I know what happened. It was Blair. Also, you, fuck off. Go take that cruise. <laughs> I know it's Blair. I just need you to confirm it and then get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, I, th- I think she was just like at peak brain level with like how drunk she was. <laughs> she just had the perfect amount of booze in her. Um, Blair's going to get the stare down for both her parents now. Looks like daddy's little girl isn't sugar and spice and everything nice after all. Yeah, and it's funny because after she gets caught, I feel like I'm like, you know what? You shot your shot. That was good. Good stuff. You tried. Listen, I wasn't upset with her at all. She went for it. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, Matt Gagan, as the old saying goes. And right. she she, she went for it. It was a good plan, but, you know, Eleanor yeah. just, just figured her out. Right, because like she says later on, 
the conniving is where she, she gets that from her mother. That's right. So um, the Waldorf parents finally going to have this talk. Harold and Eleanor. Harold somehow still does not get it and can't believe she's being so cruel to Ramon when he has been nothing but nice to her. Even though Eleanor gets it, Ramon gets it, I, Freddy probably gets it at this point. Freddy walked in <laughs> yeah. for two seconds, he knows what's happening. <laughs> but Harold is still oblivious somehow. Eleanor Eleanor lets him know that she's obviously lashing out at him, not Ramon. She, she knocks him sent into him and it's like, yeah, it, it was pretty fucked up what you did to her when she thought she'd be spending Christmas with you. Yeah, that's why when she almost breaks Ramon's ankle, he's like, oh, no, it was an accident because he gets exactly. it. Exactly. Like, oh, I shouldn't be here right now. And Eleanor says, Blair learned scheming from her mother and unrealistic dreaming from her father. A beautiful, very poetic line from drunk Eleanor. Yeah, but, but I didn't really get the second half of that so much because we don't know uh, her dad yet, really. Yeah, I guess. Or like, I, haven't <laughs> seen, I haven't seen Blair do any of that <laughs> dreaming yeah, that we were talking about. I think the unrealistic dreaming was he that he thought that he would just bring Ramon and everything would be good. Right. So I'm, I just want to. I'm, I'm excited to see now what this dreaming thing is that we're talking about with Blair's character in the future. Yes. Uh, she tries. If that happens. She tries really hard to act all grown up, but don't you be fooled. She's still a little girl who needs her daddy, and that's basically Blair. You know, she she tries very hard to be this. You know, the queen bee of town, but she at the very heart She's of got it, feelings. She is a little girl with feelings, just like the rest of us. Yeah. She's sixteen. She is. No, she's not. She's 17. How quickly you forget. Oh, 17 birthday. candles. Her birthday, yes. And we, we have shit on Eleanor as a parent in previous episodes, but here she shows that she actually does get Blair on some level here and tells Harold all the right things. Yeah, that's uh, probably her best episode. Best I think so definitely far. her best episode. Because yeah, she's pretty, pretty unlikable before this one. Absolutely. Um, well, she had her moment in, uh, at the end of the Thanksgiving episode. Right. It was just a moment, though. Like, otherwise, her... Like, Overall episodes were just not, not great. I'm hoping we get more of this Eleanor, like still the like, the, yeah. the boss bitch Eleanor that's telling people off. Right, but, we like that part. But someone yeah. who's also like a good parent that understands her daughter and isn't you know, yep. not giving a shit Some about sort her. Sort of you know? sympathy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dan and Jenny with the tree again. Dan Dan's new friend Lily has arrived, and you know they hit it off last week, and she's she's got a better plan to break in with the tree now. Bob, Bobby at the service entry can be bought. Lily just keeps getting better. He remembers to call really. her Lily instead of Mrs. He does. Vanderwood. Yeah, he says, "Oh, Mrs. Vander, uh, uh, Lily." It was sweet. Another sweet scene. Like we said, Lily just. Ke- I said like we said, but it was literally just me that said it two seconds ago. Lily just keeps getting better. Yeah, she does. But you agree? Big fan. I I completely agree. We're Lily. Lily stands here. Absolutely. And uh, from one Vanderwoodson woman to the to the next, Serena now is just so happy. Vanessa doesn't want to give her any credit because uh, Bl- Blair's clearly gotten to her now. She's like, hey, that, that, don't mention me. Don't tell Dan I had anything to do with this. Uh, this. This is all you. It's your gift. Just leave, leave me out of it. I'm not in love with Dan. Yeah. And then that longing stare. Oh, like, yeah. She walks oh, in. Boy. She was definitely feeling pretty sad on that walk away. Yeah, because I think her initial plan probably was to get like partial credit and then like right. see Dan. It was me too. Right, and Dan's eyes light up. So yeah, Blair really with a, a good play here to, to put a yeah, stop to that. Yeah, got a good hold on this girl. I, I mean, I guess I would be scared of Blair too. And I, I guess I kind of feel bad for Vanessa, but you know, she still sucks, so whatever. No, yeah, I don't feel bad at all. We may have a Vanessa defender coming on the pod soon. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. All right. I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of the show, so maybe she gets better. But from what you said, I, I don't think she does. I would argue she gets worse, but that's we'll get to it. Okay, we'll so, yeah, so she gets worse, then like, there's no chance this guy's coming on. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. She has her moments, yeah. like any character would. But I think, well, you know, all right. Uh, Blair still can't get in touch with Nate, <laughs> and why can't Nate answer his phone? I don't. Doesn't he answer at some point and says, "I'm not coming"? 
I mean, you. I don't remember that scene. I mean, maybe it was just a, a text. To me, Blair has been trying to get in contact with Chuck to no avail. Get in contact with Nate. Gets no reply. Trying to get through to her dad and is getting nowhere. These men need to treat Blair like the queen that she is. Yeah, you know, it is. I didn't think I, he, I, we heard from him at all either. And then I saw the script that we're reading. That's right before this script we're about to read for Lonely Boys Theater later. Um, <laughs> it says, Nate. Hey, this is Nate. I can't come. Blair hangs up. Her father knocks on the door and the door enters. <laughs> okay, so that um, is a voicemail message for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, Nate has left her voice because that I, I think Nate has left Blair a voicemail because I don't think. I don't think I heard it, though. And I saw this. I was like, did they make this yeah. up? In this? <laughs> <I don't... laughs> but that's also a funny line. Like, hey, this is Nate. I can't come. That's the whole thing. Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that happens. That's, that's very like me. I don't think it is. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. For the sake of this podcast, the canon of the show is that Nate did not answer ever. Okay. Uh, Transcripts.foreverdreaming.org <laughs> says otherwise, but. <laughs> that's not a conversation, well, though. Like, Blair would have said, I don't, yeah. Blair would have said something. <laughs> that's, that's a, like, Nate is not his mom. He's not a robot. Right. Because yeah, according to this, Blair hangs up and then Harold walks in. So it doesn't really make sense. Right, well, we'll go back to we'll get we'll get back to you guys on that one. Sure. Harold's going to come in to beg for forgiveness and explain himself. Um, this was such a stupid idea from him. I mean, not not to beg for forgiveness. This was a great idea, but to begin with, it was a uh, it was a bad idea. Transparency and communication very important. Very important, my dear. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Blair <laughs> Blair is hurt that he's getting a place with Herman. Thinks there isn't any more room in his life for her and. I get why she thinks this. He did run away to Paris and hasn't really seen much of her since. There's a whole thing for Thanksgiving where he didn't come, which was not his fault, obviously. But still, you know, he th- th- there's been a lack of uh, yeah, oh, yeah. communication. And all he's known about him so far is that he hasn't been around. Exactly, and I just, I just want, I just want Blair to have her dad and be happy. That's all, baby. I'll give him credit though. He says the right things to her in this moment. Yes, he does. He does. He, he makes up for it a little bit. Like I alluded to, in a show with shitty parents, Blair's parents are uh, actually having a decent episode today. Yeah, they beat the shit out of Nate's parents. Oh, not even close. Yeah. I wish they'd literally sh- beat the shit out of Nate's parents. <laughs> I'd watch that battle. Yeah, that'd be a good episode. Um, so he's going to show Blair her room in his new place, and he decorated it just for her, also got her a cat, named Cat, and named wants cat, her yeah. to spend a summer with him. I am, in fact, getting choked up at this moment. Um, I wouldn't say I was getting choked up, but I was like, okay, this is nice. I was getting choked, because the whole time, like, when I watch the show, I just want Blair to be happy, and then when she is happy, I'm like, eh. <laughs> Especially when it, it, I don't know, especially like this, especially when it, because she so clearly just, like, admires her dad. Yeah, it, it, and the fact that he's coming off, like, his first full-on episode as, like, a pretty decent human being. You're glad to see that she, uh, there's a reason why she likes him so much and why she's missed him, she's missed him for so long. Right. And Harold mentions uh, Blair's favorite movie in which the cat is called Cat, which of course, Breakfast at Tiffany's, starring Audrey Hepburn. Uh, I've never seen it. They're always alluding to this one. Uh, uh, Blair can't get enough of this film. All right, we'll watch it in the off season. Oh, hell yeah. I've never seen it either. I think it is on my movie list, though. Is it an 80s movie? No, it's 1961. Old. Oh, old. Oh, maybe not. I mean, I have famously said there's only four good movies that were made before the year 1980, but this could be one of them. 
So maybe it'll be five. I've heard a lot of good things about Audrey Hepburn. I think I'm ready to become an Audrey Hepburn stan. Yeah. All right. Uh, a hephead? Yeah. I'm ready to become a hephead. <laughs> Has- we'll hashtag hepheads. <laughs> um, Dan walks in on Serena's present. We saw them hard at work working on this in Blair's in Blair's room, their office. <laughs> I don't understand how they got this done. Like, I... <laughs> There's like CGI involved. Now. Vanessa was on a computer and just said, "Okay, just press this button when you're ready." Uh, Eric was cutting out paper snowflakes. <laughs> what is this? Is like a, it's virtually snowing right now. There, there's like the, all the walls are LCD screens. Yeah, I have no idea how they made this happen, but okay, sure. These 16 year olds got this done uh, in yeah, one day. Vanessa is, should not be work- she should not be working at a coffee shop. She should be working for like for Google or something. Yeah, keep in mind, they started working on this either earlier that day or the day before. They did not have a lot, a long time to work on this. And Yeah, incredible. Um, Dan, Dan's going to give Serena the present before the present, his original story, of course. Yes. Serena is scared. She wants to know what happened on October 8th, 2005. And Dan is like, it's when I started stalking you, babe. <laughs> That's a direct quote. That That is also on Transcripts <laughs> Forever. <laughs> got inv- I got accidentally invited. I don't know why he got accidentally invited. <laughs> and then why he went if it was an accident. Got accidentally invited to a party. I don't go to parties. I- I'm too good for that. But it was an accident. So I showed up accidentally. I was at a party. And then you said two words for me. And I've uh, <laughs> never forgotten you since. And I've been watching you from afar. for Like a fucking hawk. <laughs> what year is it right now? Christmas 2007? Yeah, it's been 26 months. I know we've only been dating for two of those months. <laughs> But I've been watching you for 26 months. For quite a while. I love that Vanessa kind of set up uh, the setting for Dan to lose his virginity also. <laughs> yes, yes. Vanessa, another another good wingman in this episode. Yeah. See, if, if I abide by my usual MVP rules, Dan should win MVP for this episode. Well, well look at Dan <laughs> making I, a late I, case. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Serena's, of course, flattered instead of creeped out. That the story's about her because Dan is, I mean, let's face it, Dan's hot and Serena's a little self-absorbed and self-absorbed people love being sucked. I don't like the way you talk about her like that. No, that, that's unfair. With uh, Withdrawn. You're, you're right. Thank, that, that was unfair. Thank, I, thank I take you. that back. I was, unfair. I was being unfair to yeah. Serena there. She's been she's been nice all series long so far. I, yeah, that was unfair of me. She's a sweet person. Withdrawn. Okay, thank you. Edit point. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like you mentioned, Dan and Serena are getting hot and heavy, and Dan hasn't even shown her the real present yet. (laughs) Well, I think there's more than one to come. (laughs) Uh, Very happy holidays. Hopefully hopefully there's two that come here. (laughs) Very, very happy holidays indeed for Dan and Serena. And, And what's this? It's actually snowing now, so it seems like Serena's gift was actually a waste. Before you go too far with this, though, do you remember how how the, the directing of the scene went? How far did Where, you think I was going to go? I, I don't know. I, I thought you were going to maybe make a comment about this too. But they're getting hot and heavy, like you said. And right. then the camera just sort of pans up to the ceiling. And like, I, I think it would have been really funny if you just see like a load shoot the window. <laughs> what? The, what show do you think we're watching? <laughs> but the way, the way that they... they they show up the window. It seemed like someone was going to hit it. It pans, up, thought, it pans up to the window because it's snowing now. For real. <laughs> all right. All right. They spent so hard on this fake snow. and <laughs> Okay. Okay. You're right. Well, okay. Dan, uh, there was a missed opportunity. Let's get back to Dan and Sarita post-coitus now. 
Okay. Um, what what room are they even in? I, I don't know. I don't know what that was. What room? Because Dan enters and Serena's in there. What what house are they in? <laughs> I have so Maybe many questions. Blair's, Maybe they, they got rid of Blair's bed. Where are they? <laughs> I was really hoping you'd know because... I couldn't figure it it's out. It's a room with no bed, just one window, and it's got like blankets and pillows. I th- I, they must have rented it out. I had no idea. Is this the coffee shop? It's a central perk, yeah. Because they're not at either of their houses. I, I really couldn't tell you. Well, regardless, Dan says, without a doubt, it's his best Christmas ever. Do you have a best Christmas ever? I do. Um, wow. Fifth grade Christmas, I got a signed Callerkin Jr. baseball alongside of a Ludwig uh, drum set. Wow. Incredible. I think I might have also gotten... Um, I don't know if this works out time-wise, but I think in my stocking I got Super Mario Strikers for GameCube. Oh, a game that we would get much use out of. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I remember, I don't have a one that comes to the top of mind, but I do remember probably the best gift in second grade, I did get the GameCube. Yeah, awesome. Game. Which is still probably the only video game console I ever like actually played. Yeah. I had good, a good stuff. I had a Wii moment, but then we never really went. Wii was anywhere. like mostly like a it was like its own machine for Wii Sports. I feel like it was yeah. It was a moment when they came out with Wii Sports, and then they were they were never able to like recapture that magic. No, they could not ever. I got Guitar Except Hero for on uh, this very show. Right, I got Guitar Hero for the Wii, and that was something I was obsessed with. But Guitar Hero wasn't like a Wii exclusive. No, exactly, obviously. exactly, right. It was a big deal when it came to the Wii. I was very excited for that. Yeah, it was late to the game for the Wii, for sure. Um, so, Eleanor also had a happy holiday, as we can see. And now, <laughs> oh. all four of Blair's parents are in the lobby now. We have Eleanor, Jack, Ramon, uh, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> the whole gang's yeah, here. Yeah, all four of her parents. Because Mr. Waldorf... Imagine if your <laughs> your parents split up, and then they got together with other people, and now you're, all four of your parents just hang out like swingers. <laughs> then instead of, like, two Christmases, you get just, like, you're, you have another, like, a whole new family. Well, that's what we're going to get this year, because uh, Har- so. Harold's flight has been canceled. And Eleanor is in the holiday spirit, because, I mean, we, we know why. Because, uh, and she, so she isn't going <laughs> to kick them out. She lets them stay for Christmas. Very nice. I mean, I famously hate the holidays, but even I liked this. You can't deny it. It's, it's a nice feeling. It was a nice moment. Um, yeah. Eleanor does send Jack away, though, to spend Christmas with... <laughs> so she can spend Christmas with her family. And I, honestly, Jack should be getting back to his niece or someone anyway. Like, it's fucking Christmas. Yeah, whoever... I mean, he wasn't with a daughter or anyone, so maybe he is by himself <laughs> for Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he can hang out with his sibling and niece, probably. Maybe they don't want him to. Maybe, maybe he is kind of <laughs> creepy. Well, prediction time. What's going to happen with Eleanor and Jack? Jack will never be seen again. Brendan. That's my prediction. That is a great prediction because I was going to tell you, don't don't get too used to this man because he is <laughs> never seen or mentioned again in the show. <laughs> what do they find out next episode in the beginning that in the newspaper that that wasn't Jack's niece? <laughs> <laughs> be funny if they, yeah, if they just showed like a little news blurb. <laughs> be funny if they don't talk about it but that's just like in the corner of the episode you have to pick it up on your own <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah but it's funny because eleanor specifically yeah. says like i'll call you like tomorrow or whatever and they uh <laughs> guess it never panned out right. guess they broke it off i like- just have a feeling with this show like sometimes they just you know that guy was just there for this episode we don't feel like writing him back yeah that's, that's how, just how tv goes sometimes. jack roth had better things to do now yeah. that he knows where the ice skating rink is 
<laughs> so um, Blair seems to accept Ramon now and lets him know that a Waldorf Christmas is like no other. She specifically tells Ramon this, and I am so fucking happy for Blair. She's getting the Christmas she wanted, even though Ramon's here. She's clearly warmed up to him now that now that uh, she's allowed to stay at their place for the summer, and she she's getting everything she wanted. Yeah, I, th- I think um, at this point in the episode. He has to be rooting for Blair all the way for MVP because even though Dan may have shot a shot in that window, uh, Blair is just like it's, this is probably like my favorite episode of hers because she was just she was funny, she had heartwarming moments, uh, some character growth. She she hit all the stops here. Now this is a, a very um, format breaking episode because we you, we usually do save our MVPs for the end, but it seems like all episode we've been giving you guys live updates of who's winning the all right, MVP this, race. I, I'm having fun. <laughs> reporting, reporting on the hour. <laughs> who's, Unprecedented. Who's, who's pulling ahead? It's. <laughs> I'm invested. I, I'm. I'm. I can only assume that our listeners are as well. Yeah. Serena comes home to find her tree. All the, all, all, all the hard work we saw Dan and Jenny put into it, and we just get like one like short two second scene of just Serena seeing it. Right. Yeah. The, so much build up to her fun gift, and she's just like, "Oh, that's my tree." No ornaments on it either. Yeah, pretty boring. I think Dan actually <laughs> fucked up. You know what? This is why he didn't win MVP. <laughs> Listen, I mean, he got the tree in there. Good for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> Come on. Dan, Dan comes back to the loft, and he casually mentions that Lily did not, in fact, leave the country, as Rufus thought, and now uh, the Rufus gears are turning again. Oh, boy, Rufy. Oh, but what's this? Allison's still here? I thought they broke up. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know why he had to leave his house so that she could spend time with the kids at his house. I think it ends up working because Allison's going to spend Christmas with the kids for a while while Rufus uh, goes to profess his love to Lily, basically. But is that what he told? He's like, hey, um, if you're, this is going to work out. You stay here for a little bit. I'm going to go try and get back with that girl that so <laughs> kind of broke us up. this is done, right? So that means you're going to leave. Well, I'd really like to spend Christmas with the kids. Okay, you can do that, and then I will call... Lily, if that's if I mean, if we're really done here, might as well. <laughs> right. Can't wait would it be tomorrow. Funny, <laughs> would it be funny if Rufus came back and Alex was just in his house? Alex and Allison just spending Christmas with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. And some of the other neighbors, too. <laughs> so now we get a classic Gossip Girl voiceover montage. And much like with Thanksgiving, which you hated, everyone is having a happy Christmas. So you probably also hated this episode. Happy Christmas, Harry. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. I was asking if you also hated this episode like you did Thanksgiving. I know, but I had to say Happy Christmas, Harry, because <laughs> I love when he says that. Happy Christmas, Harry. It's so funny. Not uh, me. It's, it's Not Hermione. Moment. You. <laughs> um, I was happy with this. Yes. Um, I also loved the Gossip Girl monologue here because she also had a great joke here. The, uh, the Some families do manage to make... <laughs> Uh, the gay tide, the gay, the Yule tide gay. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, that was that was a good line. Now, as the, the camera pans onto the the swinging couples. So this was kind of like a happy, sappy episode. So why do you like this one so much, but not the Thanksgiving one? Because there, there's also it doesn't go into the extreme of melodrama. This episode, I, th- I think there's just like some normal, casual drama, while also a lot of just really funny, fun moments. No one OD'd. I think, is I think that th- what it is? There, since there's enough enough comedy sprinkled into it. Okay. It was kind of grounded a little bit. And know? no one and no one overdosed. 
<laughs> no, yeah, it was hard to hear you the first time. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I, that was my favorite part of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that that episode had that this one didn't. <laughs> right. That's why this is not going to be an A+. But here's what I liked. Blair got Dorota a phone so they can text. Oh, this is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh, you didn't notice that? The Dorota. No, I didn't know. I did. I was like, oh, maybe I missed her. Yeah, I keep very, missing her. It's very quick. Yeah. But all the Dorota fans are pointing on every single part that she's in. <laughs> yeah. to, to this point. Everyone's got like this whole list of moments that Dorota's been in, and then you just have not seen any of them. If you guys didn't didn't point out point her out at all, I wouldn't have noticed she was in, in the series yet. <laughs> oh honestly. my goodness! So yeah, it's it's a quick scene, but Dorota's like opening something, and she opens it up, and it's like it's her very own phone, and and Blair's like, so we can text. That's sweet. So maybe yeah, I wouldn't have picked up on that. Now that they can text, hopefully she'll be in the in the show more. I mean, I guess she's she would be in as much in the show as Chuck and Nate were this episode, where you're just right. text messages from the both of them. <laughs> Chuck's next picture message will be him, Nate, and Dorota. <laughs> Better hope I don't spill. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, B. Who would I tell? It's just. <laughs> And another text from Dorota, like, I know. I don't know what happened, Miss Blair. It just ended up in Monica. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but enough laughs, because we're going to get serious now. Allison breaks the news that she's going back to Hudson, but tells them that we're going to be okay. And they hug, and it's still happy. You know, it could be sad, but I'm still counting this as a happy ending, because they still uh, seem to have a good holiday. Yeah, they accept it. Now. They don't want want their parents to be together if it means they're not going to be happy. Don't um don't hold your breath for Allison to come back though because this is the last episode to feature her as well. No way, really. Yeah, her and her and oh, Jack are getting news. on the same the same express to never never come back to the upper <laughs> east side. Good for them. Which is crazy because she is their mother. You'd think they'd see her at some point. I guess just off screen. Although maybe Dan at this point it's like, all right, mom, that that's it. Like we literally Jenny tracked you down, you came back, and this shit still happened. So we're we're like literally it's done now. Yeah, I've had enough of you. Lily's my mommy now. <laughs> Honestly, he seems to get along better with Lily anyway. I know. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Uh, oh, okay. Okay, here we go. The Vanderwoods in Christmas. We have a we have a late entry for Biggest Laugh of the episode. Oh, this is good. Bart got Eric a, a Marlin shirt. <laughs> Which is, first of all, I just feel like knowing not that much about Bart Bass, I just, it just feels like such a Bart Bass gift. To like the one yeah. thing he knows that is not even true is that Eric likes the Marlins. So just the way he says, I know how you like Florida. <laughs> and then it, it, I had a weird, I had like a a house moment as well this episode. When that happened, I was like, oh my God. And I immediately went back to that scene where he like raises his fist and goes like, go Marlins. And I was like, oh wow. Like the, they actually, they had a, a callback this episode. Like a real one. Yeah. I was so yeah, that's, that's the joke. I know, but I couldn't believe that they did that. Usually they, they just forget about everything that happened prior. <laughs> I know. I know. If it, if it happened in episode four, they would have forgotten about it. But this this is very funny that, yeah, that uh, yeah the whole the call, call back to the Marlins thing where everyone thinks that Eric had gone to Florida to watch some Marlins games. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric's like number one fan. Lily, Lily's laughing. Uh, also, a happy Christmas over here. Even Bart's playing nice. What if, happy Christmas, I, I mean, we, I mean, you, you love Chuck. I, um, do not love yep. him at this moment, but I think it would have been nice if Chuck could have joined them, I guess, instead of being in Monaco. Yeah, I think Chuck would have had a pretty good outfit, too. Oh, I'm sure. He has got, got some nice Christmas outfits. 
Yeah. Now, Bart proposes literally as Rufus is calling and leaving a voicemail. And to that I say, man. Oof. Yeah. Good reaction. Man, that's it? I said man, you man. said oof. I think that just that, that just that <laughs> that's, hits the nail on the head. <laughs> Let me try to do the dramatic reading. Rufus is gonna he's gonna leave this voicemail. Lily looks like she's gonna answer the phone, but Bart's like, no, no, no. You're gonna want to hear what I have to say. And so she doesn't pick up. And Rufus says, Hey Lil, you know everything's closed on Christmas? Diners that claim to be open twenty four seven. It's false advertising. So uh Allison's leaving. She's spending time alone with the kids, and I seem to have walked all the way from Brooklyn to your doorstep without a jacket in the snow. So what the hell? I miss you. And I've been missing you for a while. And he hangs up. Zoom up on his face. <clears throat> I mean, Intense. if only he could have said half of this, a quarter of this, on their last phone call. On, man, that was not English. On their last phone call when she actually answered the phone. <laughs> I still think he could have even said more there. All he said is he misses you. I, I mean, of course he misses. I mean, you guys been hanging I, out. That, that's true. I don't know. To I, me, it felt to me it felt like this was pretty clear. I guess he said it. Yeah, without but look at the contrast again. here, where Bart Bass literally, literally said, "I proposed. love you," and proposed that day. So he could have done a little well, bit more. That's the difference between that. between the Bart Basses of the world and the Rufus Humphreys. Right, right. A happy medium would be nice between the two of them. I think Rufus is probably saving for the good stuff for when Lily calls back. Yeah, when he sees her. And she says, I miss you too. Um, But it's kind of heartbreaking because he doesn't get in contact with her. She's Uh, getting proposed to by another guy right now. And this this episode just had the the perfect amount of happiness mixed with heartbreak. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. So is Lily going to accept the proposal? We, We end the episode without seeing what she says. Yeah, I don't think so, but I could see this being like a a sort of a story arc where she says yes, and then there's like a little bit of wedding wedding prep with her, and it doesn't actually go through. I don't think they get married, but I I'm not sure exactly about the yes or no here. Now she did specifically say that it's just casual and they're not getting married. Right. You never know. But at the same time, it is. I'm Lily- gonna guess no. It is Lily Vanderwoodson. No. But if they if she does says yeah, if she does say yes, then she still will not go through with it. Okay, I like the prediction. Uh, yeah. Looks like we have new love, same same Rufus and Lily, but a new love triangle. We're just swapping out Allison with Bart now. Yeah, that's true. They've kind of just been tag teaming, you know, in and out to begin with. It was kind of Bart at first, then yep. then Bart was out of the picture, but then Allison came. Now Allison's out of the picture, but Bart's back here. And the one constant, is Lily and the roof men. Lily and the roof men. <laughs> Lily and the roof men. Who's the roof man? The... <laughs> oh, oh, Rufus. Rufus. <laughs> I thought you meant someone was like over at the house working on the roof. I was like, what is this affair you're talking about? That she's no, no, no. If anyone at Allison's with the roof man, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a new nickname I'm working on. Is the roof man? I guess it's. I guess it's no good. It took me by surprise. No, now that I get it, I. It's fine. It's the roof man. The roofmeister. The roof man. <laughs> we'll work on it alright well Blair finally gets a text back from Chuck and he says don't worry B who would I tell and it's revealed that Nate is not with Dorota but is with Chuck um, <laughs> time for had an- to be one of the two <laughs> time for another prediction will he in fact tell Nate mm, you give me a lot of tough questions here today uh, I'm going to go with yes he does okay and what, what's that going to be like not good 
<laughs> um, now, not for nothing. I know it has been debated on this very podcast that Nate maybe did answer her call and said he wasn't coming. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> In my mind, this never happened. I'm saying, why couldn't Nate answer a call and tell her that he wouldn't be coming? Right. I didn't see it happen. It didn't happen. It's so fucked I up. I don't know. To, to never answer, to say, yeah, I think I'll make it, and then just go to Monaco and not even tell her. Yeah, it's pretty absurd. I mean, that kind of makes you believe a little bit that maybe he had told him even before they show- that he showed up to Monaco. Right, right, maybe right, that, right. That would be a reason why he just up and left. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, now, I have written in my notes here, will Lily accept the proposal? But I got to tell you, you already answered that question. So looks like we can skip that. A little, <laughs> be- a little behind the scenes. <laughs> sure. I am uh, I am very Will Ferrell and, and Anchorman right now. If something is in front of my face, I have to read it. <laughs> I am so tired. I can't. I can't editor- editorialize myself. That's okay. Um, Keep pushing through, baby. <laughs> um, did Vanessa cry herself to sleep while spending Christmas alone? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is on your sheet. <laughs> I'm just thinking they they forgot to include that in the montage, but Vanessa, <laughs> they just had all these happy... I would love that. All these happy headings, and then they show Vanessa like... <laughs> holding on to one of Dan's short stories as she sobs. Yeah. Um, I think she was. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> all right. That's the episode. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some user review of the week. Woo! Uh, my favorite segment, of course. This user review only gave the episode a 6 out of 10 this week. Fuck that. Titles it, The One with Christmas, as if it's a Friends episode, I guess. Uh, see, and they say, perk. I enjoyed this episode. However, I didn't love it. I probably only like it as much as I do because of the fact that it's a holiday-themed episode. A Christmas episode. I love Christmas episodes, and this was a big part of the reason why this episode got a 6 out of 10 instead of a 5 out of 10. In this episode, it's Christmas time, and everyone's getting ready. Blair's father, Harold, comes home to celebrate the holidays with her. He also brings a very unexpected guest, his lover, Ramon. Blair and her mother find it difficult to act happy when they are anything but. Meanwhile, Jenny and Vanessa help Serena plan a Christmas surprise for Dan, and Dan and Jenny's mother leave. Finally. Last appearance of (laughs) Allison Humphrey. Thank God. Overall, I give this episode a 6 out of 10, which in my ratings is good. And I gotta say, as I was reading this, I was like, why did I choose this one? And then when we got to the end, I remembered. I was like, oh, because he shits on Allison at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty normal until that point. We're like, yeah. all right, now we got someone to agree with Just us. Just someone that agrees with me that Allison sucks. Which, yeah. I, I mean, I think everyone agrees with that. For the most part, so from what I've been hearing. Bad rating, though. Um, Next week, the episode is called School Lies. School Lies. Any predictions for next episode based on that title? Uh, this is a tough one. This is a pretty stupid title. Again, I, I really, the titles are also <laughs> stupid for this show. Yeah, you're really, uh, you really can't get over this. No. Um, School uh, lies. Even the like Roman Holiday, like what, a, a movie from 50 years ago? Like what is, Jeez, what, what do you have against the classics? Ah, um. Almost 60 School years lies. ago. I, I got jack shit for School Lies. All right. Well, I will tell you what the little preview says. The gang breaks into the school swimming pool for an impromptu night of fun. Okay, that sounds fun. That does sound fun. That sounds like there could be some 
shenanigans. I was going to say shenanigans. Good word choice. Yeah. Were you with us for, for high school when our our school prank? Like we couldn't figure figure anything out, so we just all jumped into the high school pool. Yeah, I was there. I was wet for the rest yeah, of the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't really a good prank. There was a lot of just the like, prank was on us. Yeah, there was just a lot like of mini pranks. Like no one ever like they yeah. someone's like band played in the rotunda. We all yep. jumped in the jumped in the pool swimming pool. Um, that was it. I I can't remember. I know there was something else, but I can't remember. Yeah, not a very rowdy bunch. Remember, was it? I think I don't think it was our year. I think it was maybe the year above us. Uh, two people. This was when they were really cracking down on the pranks. Two people uh, had a thumb wrestling fight, but everyone crowded around them like it was a real fight and started chanting "fight, fight, fight." And yeah, that's and then good. all the administrators. Yeah, but it wasn't really good because the two people that had the thumb wrestling match got like banned from prom. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I hope they. That's fucked I hope up. They fought it and went anyway because that, that is so. ridiculous. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Such a, such a harmless that prank. Is, that's a. Right, that, that's that's a the kind of prank that you'd hope that they would do yeah. instead of destroying. But property. they were really cracking down that year for whatever reason. Wow. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into some episode grades. You went first last week, so I will graciously go first this week. How gracious! So, of you. I think it's both clear that we both liked this episode a good amount. Mm-hmm. I have been waffling between an A and an A minus this whole episode. I actually think I like waffling. Yes, <laughs> it's famous. It's famous waffling. <laughs> I actually think I like Thanksgiving more, even though you hate it, and Victor Victrola I like more, which were my previous A grades. But what the hell? It's the holidays. Merry Christmas, Roman holiday. I'm giving you. Oh! I am gifting you an A grade. Wow. Happy holidays, what? Merry Christmas, all that. Happy you Hanukkah. You're so jolly. Um, I really, really do like this episode, and it made me choke up. So I have to bump up the grade for that anyway, because like I said, if I, if I cry. It gets bumped up because I love feeling my emotions. And I just think Josh Schwartz always kills it with these holiday episodes. It's a Blair-centric episode. It ends with her happy with her family. Other storylines, all good, too. There's not, like, usually there's one storyline that kind of drags it down. Not any, all the storylines were good in this one. Uh, Even Allison didn't get in the way that much. I don't think, um, like I said, I don't think anything dragged it down. Allison finally leaving. Whew. We got some sex, we got some hijinks, we got no Chuck, we got a pretty iconic Rufus voiceover at the end, even though you thought there could have been more. And on top of all that, another happy ending montage, and a pretty good cliffhanger with the the old proposal there. I'm with you, baby. Um, I'm going to say it won't be a fawn A for me, it might be an A-, minus, just because I feel like it didn't live up to, it it wasn't that there was anything completely wrong with it. Maybe just a little bit of that scene where we had to be dragged down by the awkward parents breaking up. I really didn't like that. Like listening to that, I felt uncomfortable. Um, and it just wasn't my. It wasn't as good as like the A tier episodes we've had so far. So a small knock, uh, but otherwise it was fantastic. I mean, like like you said, we had uh, a Blair centric episode, which is the first Blair centric episode that I've like loved her in this episode. Like I Yay! just couldn't take my eyes off the world. Our family. Um, they're really carrying the app, like I said. You're being converted. Um, we some, we, yeah, we, we we had some some sex, uh, which I was I'm always here for uh, a youngster being deflowered. Why did you have to say it like <laughs> that? I know. <laughs> I could have worded that better. <laughs> um, moving on. Why would you? Why um, did you say that? <laughs> Oh my god! And uh, we had some good Rufus drama, and I love like the, the Rufus drama. Um, the back and forth between him and Lily always captivates me. 
Yes. Oh, yes. So A minus for me. This this Rufus Lily, what a will they won't they that's going on here. So okay. You you gave it an A minus, I gave it an A. You gave last week an A, so I guess you liked last week more than this week. Yes. Well, that makes sense too, because last week I, I was it was a little bit higher on, but not much. It just took marginally. Okay. That's fair. That's fine. MVP. Uh once again I will go first. Uh, all right. So we've we've been given updates all all episode, but now it's it's time to finally crack down and down and to award. the time to the wire. Dan did have a good episode. And if this this episode was more Dan centric, I could see giving it to him. But let's stop messing around. This is a Blair episode. So you gotta give it to either Blair or one of Blair's many parents. Um <laughs> and after after multiple episodes of Eleanor being pretty shitty, I have to hand it to her. She really had a surprisingly good episode. And she got laid. But I am a Blair boy at heart. So, I, I mean, with this episode where it's so Blair and it, it's just, you know, I, I, I obviously got to give it to Blair. Like, this is the perfect this is the perfect moment. Yes, she tries to ruin Christmas at first and her plans don't really work, but I get why she was so upset. And she definitely still wins the episode, you know? She got to right. spend Christmas with her dad. She even comes around to Ramon. She got to wrote a phone. And uh, like you were saying, she also has some great lines in this episode, including the Cedric yeah. joke. And the scene where she told off Vanessa, and of course, you know, she looked great as always, and I, I just, like I said, just really love seeing her happy, so congratulations, Blair, MVP. Yes. Um, gonna have to agree. I think this might, might be my first Blair entry into MVP. I, I believe some, that it is. It might be. Uh, yeah, just like, all around good stuff, like even um, the scenes where she had Oh no, you gave, you gave Blair an MVP uh, on her birthday episode. Oh, good for her. Okay, good. So, yeah, even when she was, um... She had malicious intents with with uh, her evil evil plots. It was still funny enough to overlook it because she's just so charming in, in this in this episode. Where like it, whatever she was doing, whenever she was on screen, it was just funny. And I would, and then she ended up having a, a happy ending with with everything. So definitely for, for me, her best episode to date. I also agree. Her best episode. Um, love it. I started I started writing in Blair for your MVP award before you even started say, saying it because I knew I knew you were going to agree with me. You, just, you knew it. You knew it. Now for L- LVP. This one's tricky. Um, as you know, my move is usually to give LVP to a parent. But Nate's parents aren't here this week, so they're off the table. Blair's parents were great, as we said, so we can't give it to them. I'd normally give it to Allison, but at least she has the decency to leave this episode and never come back. And even, uh-huh. Bart, even Bart Bass was pretty pleasant. So... I'm going to make history here and give an off-screen LVP to Nate. Answer the fucking phone. Wow. I hate it. You're going to ditch well, Blair. Well, that, that, that's valid You're gonna because ditch... he kind of had a, he had a line in this episode. That's true. You're going to ditch Blair for Chuck? Have the decency to tell Blair at least you aren't coming, you jackass. Wow. Intense. Um, well, I guess with, with the canon for our podcast being that he did not show up in this episode at all. Yes, that's right. Um... I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do you a favor and give it to Allison. Okay. Uh, so bad that they wrote her off the show. Good, good, yeah, good choice. This is the first <laughs> yeah. first time in three weeks that I have not given Allison an LVP. So you picked up the slack for me. Yeah, exactly. And he, and he would be upset about it. All right, so that's good. Good stuff. Um, all right, so let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Let's get into it, baby. Um, we I have the scene up and I'm ready to go. I am pulling the scene up. We are going to do the lovely 
scene at the end between Blair and her father. Um, so I guess since I am usually Blair, I will just continue being Blair. Oh, you know what? I think what happens here, I'm reading the script now. Um, Blair tries to call Nate, but she only reaches his voicemail. Nate. Hey, this is Nate. I can't come. And I think it's not, I can't come. It's like, I can't come to like the phone it right must now, but be, it cuts yeah, off yeah, before yeah. he says. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Hey, this is Nate. I can't come. Dot, dot, dot. Blair hangs up. Right. Right. The dot, dot, dots. Yeah. All this I confusion, think if you that, you, as a period, all this confusion yeah. that you cause because you can't read the script correctly. <laughs> It would be very funny if Blair called Nate. Funnier though, yeah. <laughs> Blair called and Nate. It's a and way Nate, message. Nate introduces himself, even though, even though Blair, Blair called him, and he says, "Hey, this is Nate." <laughs> I can't come. I can't, I can't come. But I also think it's funny if he leaves that as his voicemail, because then like, he, no matter what, no matter who calls, he's covering his bases just so Blair gets the message. <laughs> <laughs> Blair hangs up before he says the rest of it. Right. I like that better. Though, hey, this is Nate. I can't come. I can't come. <laughs> whatever, whatever you're trying whatever to make you're me do. Inviting me to, I can't fucking come. I can't make it. <laughs> All right. So you're going to be Harold. You start. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. May I come in? Our flight leaves in a few hours, and I want to say goodbye. Hmm. Please forgive me, Blair. I should have told you I was bringing Roman. I know that having him here would be hard for you, but I love you so much, and I love Roman, and I was hoping if we were all thrown together that something perfect would happen, and that you would love him too. I was going to convince you to move back to New York, but you bought a vineyard in France with Roman, or Roman as you've been calling him. Um, <laughs> What's next? That's... The commitment ceremony? <laughs> 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 Great. There's no room in your life for me anymore. Sweetheart, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't call them Roman. Um, sweetheart, there is always room for you, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with. Mwah. Now here. Ooh. <laughs> this is part of your Christmas gift. <gasps> your house in France. It's very nice, Daddy. I'm sure you and Roman will totally enjoy it. First off, his name's fucking Roman. <laughs> Second of all, uh... And so are you, because this is your room. It's beautiful. We had it decorated just for you. A cat! What? <laughs> oh, a cat. A, like, who was that? A cat! <laughs> it's a cat! That's a picture of a cat! <laughs> Whose cat is that, Dad? <laughs> Not sure, honey. Um, a cat. Named Cat. Like in your favorite movie. It was Roman's idea. (laughs) (laughs) So Merry Christmas, sweetheart. I hope you're going to spend the whole summer with us. I'm happy now. (laughs) I was waiting to find that part. I didn't see that. I'm I'm happy now. Listen, I'm working on like three hours of sleep. What's your excuse? I don't know. Uh, All right, man. let's do some plugs and get out of here. Once I, once you, you got me on a roll with calling me out on the Roman thing. I couldn't be stopped. You did it twice. I would have let it, I would have let it slide if uh, you did it once. But you did it twice. <laughs> uh, All right. This might be uh, this might be an unlistenable episode, or the most listened to. 
That's true. All right, what do you ha- yeah. what do you have to plug? Uh, nothing really. I'm not really important or doing anything good with my life. So uh, I'm not uh, 20 under 20 like Dan is. I'm probably not going to be a 30 like 30 uh, like like Kagan is here. I'm hey. just a, a wash up, washed up podcaster um, that uh, has a show called Lonely Boys and the Happy Boys. You can follow both of those podcasts respectively at the Lonely Boys Pod and the Happy Boys Pod. Um, email either one of those things. It's going to be at the Happy Boys Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, just listen, please. Come on. Right. Um, listen to. It's still Survivor season, although when this releases, Survivor season will be winding down. But listen to The Bitter Jurors, hosted by our lovely friends Sam and Derek, Queer Survivor podcast. Listen to specifically the episode I'm on, if you haven't yet, because I was great. Um, <laughs> of course, Never Have I Ever season three, still on Netflix. Uh, Brendan, have you watched the first episode yet? Of course not. Of course not. There is something else that is in its third season on Netflix, though, and I just finished watching You season three and if you like Penn Badgley playing a mildly a mildly charming stalker boy in this show you'll love Penn Badgley playing a slightly more frightening charming stalker boy in mm-hmm. in you I, fi- I I want to watch that more so than the other show you talk about all the time oh my god I I uh <clears throat> I couldn't sleep it was Saturday night and I had five episodes to go and I just watched them all trying to that it was. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. This show is so crazy and so fun, and so funny. No one. I'll check it out. No one says All it's right. a comedy, but it is a very funny show. Okay, good. Also, I've not recorded this yet, but I think very soon I am going to be on a community podcast, uh, talking about my Ooh. my favorite show of all time, Community. Yes, I I like it even more than Gossip Girl. Uh, the penultimate episode of the series, I will be... Oh, my. Garrett's wedding episode, I will be talking about... Oh, my God. That's so good. I famously said it was a top 20 episode, and that's how I got invited to come on to talk about it. Um, it is called Advanced Green... Advanced... Oh, jeez. This is this is unprofessional. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's called Advanced Community Studies, but for whatever reason, I just almost said Advanced Greendale Studies. Yeah, it's Advanced Community Studies. It's unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> So, Advanced Community Studies, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have definitely recorded it, and will, it will have definitely been released, yeah. so be on the lookout for that. Advanced Community Studies. Sorry, guys. Nice. I'm very tired. That, that is one of the uh, better episodes that season. I agree. I like that season cra- six, though. I'm a, I'm a big season six me defender. Too. Yeah, me too. And they end very strong. Those last three episodes, the modern espionage, yeah, the out. Garrett's Wedding, and then the finale, for my money, one of the best series finales of all time. Definitely. So, watch Community. Watch Never Have I Ever. Watch you. Follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. Follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. Follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. And the Lonely Boys at the Lonely Boys Pod. Oh, we have a Twitter now? No, just uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. But I can, we, can get, we can give you a Twitter if you want. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. That's... Then I got a tweet from two accounts. I know it's it's I mean you're doing fine from your account so whatever thank you thank you I appreciate that yeah all right I I gotta get some rest actually I have to eat dinner and then get some rest get, oh boy get to get to sleep young chap send us off oh yeah that's right I have to I have to end the podcast I was, <laughs> I was just sitting here like why have we not ended yet okay. come all on right. you can okay. do it so join us join us next week well we will discuss season one episode 12 school lies but until then 
You know you love us. XOXO, Lonely Boys. Lonely Boys.